We're coming to you live for the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. What up and welcome to Maggie and Perloff. Of all the things that happened this weekend, Perloff, that we have to get into, Packers lose, Bills lose, LSU beats Bama, Georgia takes care of Tennessee, Notre Dame beats Clemson. We've got so many things, but everything gets put on hold right now because the Colts came up with one of the most shocking moves. I didn't think the Colts were going to be able to shock us today, but here they are. They fire Frank Reich. Okay, maybe that's not so shocking. The team is terrible. But of all the people to make their interim head coach, did you have Jeff Saturday, the former offensive lineman and current broadcaster, anywhere near your bingo card on this one? Oh, how soon you forget. Friday afternoon, Maggie, you don't remember when I said if the Colts (laughs) lose this weekend, (laughs) the Patriots are going to hire Jeff Saturday. That that specific detail. Yeah, no, this is the strangest hire in NFL history. I, I was actually trying to think of other strange hires, and nothing comes even close. But can it count? as the strangest hire if it's midseason. That's this what count? makes it even stranger. Well, does it, is this a real hire? And it actually has a real-world application because do they have to uh, follow the Rooney rule for this? They do not for an interim. Since Are you sure? Yes, Pro Football Talk posted that Brian McCarthy, spokesperson from the NFL, said not for interim, but at the end of the season when the Colts look for a – full-time head coach, a real head coach, if you will, then they have to go to the through the Rooney Rule. Okay, that's important. So maybe this isn't the weirdest hire of all time because it's just an interim. Maybe interim doesn't count. <laughs> it definitely makes it weird. It makes it super <laughs> weird. Like why you wouldn't just promote somebody internally to me doesn't make any sense because I'm going to ask you, what is Jeff Saturday actually going to do here? This is not a disrespect to him. I'd say this if anyone got hired from the outside. You already fired the offense coordinator, Marcus Brady. That happened, what, last week? So you're not hiring any of your coordinators. Are you bringing anyone with you? So essentially, you're just You can't getting... bring someone with you in week nine. <laughs> I didn't think Did, so. And, but by, you mean Dan Orlovsky or Damian Woody from ESPN? <laughs> Is that what you're and talking Lewis about? Riddick? I don't I don't know. <laughs> you and me? I have no idea. I... So what is he actually going to do? Like give a new like a new rah rah pump up speech? You're the one who decides whether they're going to go for it on fourth down. Like I don't know what the responsibilities become when you're getting thrown into this role midway yeah. through the season. Well, I, I I don't know what a head coach does. Yeah, you give a rah rah speech. The coaches do the coaching. I don't. I think this happens at a lot of places where the head coach is not really in the weeds on the play calling either side of the ball. And he's there as a motivator. And let's face it, they need something radical there after that performance from Sam Ellinger <laughs> on Sunday that that's who they're going with. And I was I was bullish on Sam Ellinger. I thought he had a lot of moxie, and we are the moxie squad. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, he was always sort of fighting, battling at Texas. I thought this could do something. This is really bad. I like going outside the box. This is probably a little too far outside okay. the box. It's only bad if you're thinking about the right now. Yeah. But let's be honest. This season is over for the Indianapolis Colts. They know well, they, it. We they, know it. They fired Frank Reich, so obviously they believe that. Right. And I don't think that Jeff Saturday is being put in there because all of a sudden they see like some interim coach magic here where he's all of a sudden going to get everyone pulling in the same direction and they go on this incredible run. Like and Rob like, Thompson in the Phillies? <laughs> yeah, Yes, like Rob Thompson in your <laughs> Phillies. Yes. Unfortunately for you, it didn't end great, but, but that was a thrill. That is a, that was a strange one. You rarely see an interim guy go all the way to the World Series like that. So maybe maybe Jeff Saturday is the new Rob Thompson. Well, the equivalent would have been if they had fired Frank Reich after game three. <laughs> this is after week nine. It's not the same thing. The season is toast. 
But maybe, just maybe, this is the move to just go all in on the tank. I mean, mm. it, we said it's about time. They need to find a new quarterback. That is obviously no truer words have ever been spoken. I don't even know who that quarterback would be. I don't know who you're tanking for. I don't have that answer. But I know there's going to be a lot of candidates. You're going to have to fight off a lot of teams. But the Colts are going for the number one overall pick. It's That's what tough. I believe. It's going to be really tough. Uh, I First of all, I think you're right. I don't think the number one pick is necessarily going to be a quarterback. But they're at 14 now, according to the wonderful website, tankathon.com. Yep. They have this tie sitting there. They're three, five, and one. Oh, First tie. of all, they're three, five, and one. They're a half game out of the playoffs in the AFC. I don't quite know what's going on there. But you <laughs> honestly think they can out tank the Houston Texans, who are one, six, and one, or the Carolina Panthers, who are two and seven? Listen, I didn't the, think the Lions were going to beat the Packers, but crazy things happen for them. But they need to. They need to. Catch up. They need to really tank hard here. And three wins and a tie. It's going to be tough, Maggie. I mean, maybe <laughs> Jeff Saturday's up to it. But the other thing, too, is you're in the AFC South. It's hard. It's hard. I know. Well, it takes some work, some dedication. Jacksonville helped you. Uh, they're obviously not looking for a quarterback. But Can I ask a question about Jeff Saturday? Yeah. I've seen him a lot on ESPN. I watch some of those shows he's on, Get Up. Yeah. He is, he's fine. He's yeah. good. He, he's borderline good. But... Nothing has he ever, he's ever said anything that said head coach or head coach wannabe yeah. or so inspiring. The star of those shows, honestly, is Dan Orlovsky. He brings mm. the biggest opinions. Yeah. He breaks down more of the football. Saturday, just whenever they need to talk about an offensive line, they bring in Saturday <laughs> yeah. and Damian Woody. Yeah. It's, that's why it's so surprising to me. It wasn't like he was percolating around. the. He, he wasn't part of the discussion. Mike Mayock, for example, went from the yes. booth. To GM, but he was always in the discussion. Everyone wanted to know what Mike Mayock thought. I didn't think that Jeff Saturday was quite in that discussion at this point. Yeah, and like when Herm Edwards went to ASU, yes. I was like, well, Herm, you know, was an NFL head coach. Yeah. So I do understand it. He talks like a coach, he projects oh, like a coach. A long time coach. I mean, right. even though he was in the media for a bit, like that just it, that didn't seem odd. Yeah, I guess like the equivalent is really like a Steve Kerr or Mark Jackson, a guy who was in the media with no head coaching experience, and all of a sudden gets the head job? Well, yeah, but that feels different. Mark Jackson was a point guard, obviously. I don't know. Jeff Saturday is a center. I mean, you're responsible for a lot. It's it's not quite the same because every Listen, good— you take on the offensive line community <laughs> if you want. I'm just telling you, every great point guard gets a head coaching job, if you think about it. Mo Cheeks, Jason Kidd, you go down the list. Yeah. Because you, you're actually seeing the game. Maybe a center does some of that. That's a good point. I can't think of another coach who's a center. None jumps to mind. <laughs> No, okay. you're right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> there might be one, <laughs> but it's not point guard. And Kerr what, was... What position did Andy Reid play? Kerr was like part-time diplomat, <laughs> part-time player, part-time coach. He had been, yeah. you know, in this elevated stance because of who he was. So I I don't remember any hire like this. Do you think this is a move to win or to lose? To win. Okay, but again, and like, what's too, Jeff Saturday going to do? He's yeah. not bringing his own assistance. It's the same staff. Gus Bradley's still going to be the defensive coordinator. Yeah, what would Gus Bradley... Who's going to call plays, by the way? You you fired your offensive coordinator last yeah. week, and Frank Reich was calling the plays. Does that mean Jeff Saturday's now calling the plays? Does he even know the playbook? Are you going to ask Sam Ellinger to, to, a new, to get a new playbook? He's in his second year <laughs> in the NFL. I, I don't understand it. Well, there's got to be some other offensive coach there, right? 
Somebody, uh, first of yeah, all, do you, I mean, I can I can read your names off the website. Yeah, me, You're not going to know who any of these people give are. Give me somebody. There's got to be somebody in there. You want the <laughs> offensive assistant coaches? First of all, keep in mind the Patriots have Matt Patricia and Joe Judge supposedly as offensive coordinators. So this is not unprecedented. <laughs> this is <laughs> not is. every every team has a clear linear play caller like this. So I know, go but ahead. At least those give guys are familiar with the playbook. Yeah. Uh, you got Clayton Adams as your tight ends coach. Familiar now, with listen, his work? Yes. <laughs> Clayton Adams. Every play would be a pass to the tight end, <laughs> yeah. which would be great. Uh, you got Brian Bratton, your offensive quality now, control. I saw, is he Melvin Bratton's son? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. He's got 10 years experience. The only person you're going, whose name you're going to recognize on this coaching list is a couple. John Fox, who's yeah. a senior defensive assistant, obviously. You're going to know the name Cato June. Obviously, everyone knows Cato. Oh, He's an assistant linebacker coach. I don't know if everybody knows him, but I remember I mean, him as a people player. Cato June. Um, <laughs> okay, Cato June is not exactly Brian Urlacher, but please go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I don't know. Reggie Wayne is a wide receivers coach. One year experience. Um, and Kevin Mawai is on there somewhere, right? I don't actually see him on the official Colts website. Oh, okay. I don't know where I got that from, but I thought I saw Kevin Mawai before. Oh, no, you're right. Kevin Mawai is right here. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes, uh, assistant offensive line. How could I miss him? Pardon so me. Sorry, Kevin. Yeah, no, uh, those guys probably would have been a more logical choice, but this is not a time for logic. This was time for Jim Irsay to be bold. Also, he's getting a lot of brownie points, Jim Irsay, right now. It seems like he single-handedly got Daniel Snyder out of the NFL. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> is this the move where now yes, Jim Irsay's riding right such now. a high because of the Daniel Jones maneuver? Okay, you might not love this. he could this. pull Jeff Saturday off the street? Yeah, you're, you may not love this Jeff Saturday move, but if he got Daniel Snyder fired, would you say that he is the executive of the year? Jim <laughs> yeah, he might actually be humanitarian of the year. I think we can go higher than that. We can yeah. give him a Nobel Prize. Um, yeah. Don't try and question the logic of Jim Irsay. You're just going <laughs> to go to a place that you do not want to be, Maggie. I don't want to be in Jim Irsay's head. It's I a don't, bold call. <laughs> I just, I don't know what Jeff Saturday is going to do here. Like, again, like what what is his job today? He walks in and says... Guys play better. Like, what is it? He's not going to, is he going to put new plays in the playbook? Is he going to be a strategist? See, that's something that I think would be great. Not that Frank Reich was, was terrible at. I don't remember any huge boneheaded moves, but. Oh, wasn't Frank Reich. He went for it on fourth down all the time, right? Didn't well, he, he run and Doug some, Peterson both do it. Right. Doesn't he have ran into some problems this year? But regardless, yeah, that's not why no. he's fired. The team stinks. They don't have a quarterback. <laughs> but I think it comes down to what is the job of a head coach? Are they more of a motivator or a strategist? And both. He's, he's, well, I think some people, it's a spectrum. And I think some people fall more along the leadership motivator side. And that's where Saturday's going to have to land, clearly. Maybe he's a great strategist. I mean, I maybe I, I can make a suggestion. Yeah. Why doesn't he bring in Peyton Manning to give a pregame speech <laughs> next week? Why doesn't he bring in? So now it just becomes TED Talks. Like, what are yeah. you gonna now? Well, you just need famous, your famous people. That's better than what was. You've I don't already know. got Reggie Wayne than on Gus the Bradley. staff. That's better than Gus. Yeah, I know. I just say bring in Reggie Wayne, but he's, <laughs> he's already, already there. Uh, Marvin Harrison, you might not need to bring him in. <laughs> Man, maybe not. Yeah. A little trouble since Ew. his playing days. Yeah. Uh, who who else was on that team? Uh, you know, Dwight Dallas Freeney. Clark. Dwight Freeney, Dallas Clark, who famously didn't wear gloves. I found that interesting. Uh, yeah, no, this is an interesting hire. I like outside the box in general. I get it. This makes no sense. I think it also brings up the question, if they had hired Josh McCown in Houston, I think we would have reacted in a similar way. Mm. Why Why are you hiring this guy? But at least he was a quarterback. Well, I would say at least that was going to be in the off season. Like, okay. That's the part of this to me. It's not that I'm like necessarily against it. I'm just so confused by it because – you're already mid-season to bring in an outsider. I know he's 
connected to the team and close to the team, but in all for all intents and purposes, he doesn't have a playbook, right? So to bring in somebody who doesn't have a playbook right now, to me, just seems like you're adding another layer of like possible confusion or yeah. just, I, I just don't see how everyone's going to be a cohesive unit here when you bring the head coach in from, you know, yakety yakking with Mike Greenberg and the rest of them to now <laughs> be the head coach and maybe calling the plays. We love Greeny to death. He's been great to me in my career, but I don't, it seems like a steep curve. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here, but at least they get to try him out for half a season if they want to hire him next. Yeah. It's and almost as a high like, school coach in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, it was 20 and 16 as a high school coach. It's not good. Huh. But you get six months or you whatever, you get eight games of this guy. You get to look at him and maybe it's setting up for next year, which again seems like a workaround on the Rooney rule to me. But it's better which than it's not cool it, at all. What else is happening here? I, I get it. This doesn't make any sense and it probably won't work. But there was they weren't headed anywhere else with this team. They weren't headed anywhere with Frank Reich. But to be they honest, they weren't headed anywhere with Sam Ellinger, Matt Ryan. None of this was going anywhere. So you might as well take a wild risk. Well, what's the downside? I would say if you're gonna if you're gonna go former player, was could did Peyton not want to do it? Uh, definitely not. <laughs> I will tell you that. Right? Do you think Peyton was going to leave Denver to go to Indianapolis to coach this team for eight months? I think if anyone or believes he could turn them around and walk in, I bet Peyton Manning would have a new playbook or somehow probably has a copy of the Colts playbook just Wait. because he's Peyton Manning. He probably has a copy of everybody's playbook. He's not walking into a building as a, unless he's the owner. There's no way yeah. Peyton Manning wants to coach this You're team. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine Peyton Manning going to that quarterback room? I'm sure he's friends with Matt Ryan, but it'd be hard for him to accept this offense where it is. Also, there's no chance they go back to Matt Ryan, right? They've already said Sam Ellinger is going to be the starter. We thought it had to do with some bonus money that could have been headed Matt Ryan's way if he ended the season injured, So maybe it, and he was taking a lot of hits. But with this new change, does it open the door back up for Matt Ryan? Uh, I don't know. Nick Foles is also there. You have to remember that. So maybe he goes to Foles. Is Foles even on the sidelines during the games? I believe he is. I, I don't think he? I've ever seen him. Um, I don't know. There was discussion about Nick Foles at some point. I thought that was remember just like a Frank and... Reich, you know, brings in, you know, yeah. a former Philadelphia Eagles. Well, everybody did like the irony of Nick Foles going in there and winning, replacing Carson Wentz. Of course. <laughs> Yet again, that would have been rich. Uh, I don't know. Ellinger didn't... I had high hopes for Ellinger. I thought he was a gutsy kid. He did not look good on Sunday. Of course, that was against Bill Belichick. Yeah. Bill Belichick always makes young he quarterbacks He actually could have won his first game. They kind of blew that game. I don't know what's going on here. It's the AFC South. Anything goes, Maggie. Man, what do you I, want me to tell you? What I do you want imp- me to tell you? I was impressed with the Titans last night. I know they lost in overtime to Kansas City, but I was impressed with the Titans last night. How do you even stay competitive in an NFL game when the quarterback is not throwing the ball and you basically have no wide receivers? It is like a magic trick. <laughs> well, How? How? And it's not even like it was a bad weather game. I was just I'm watching that game like just with my mouth open just like how are they leading yeah with two oh, wow. minutes left to go in the fourth quarter I mean, Mahomes had to pull out all the stops first pass 50 yard game for Malik Willis then he had a beautiful back shoulder pass later in the oh, game. oh I know Collinsworth lost it on the back shoulder um, oh that was all the Collinsworth when he's <laughs> when he's like oh like it comes from somewhere like deep in his gut then he ran for about 100 yards and they took back about 60 of it on penalties holding 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 so, uh, yeah, that, by the way, that's all the throwing from Malik Willis. Those two throws, was, <laughs> that, was, that was 100% of it. But he did look really good. Uh, the Titans, yeah, listen, the Chiefs should have won that game if they hit those field goals. Yeah. I'm not going to say the Titans blew that game because well, really somebody, they were the inferior team. <laughs> no, I know. But yeah. as somebody who bet the under 
as Buckers just keeps missing field goals and extra points. Oh I was gosh. like, is it my birthday? <laughs> I can't believe it. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, wow. So with everything that happened over the weekend, congratulations, Indianapolis Colts, this bizarro move pushed you right to the top of our show. I want to hear someone call in who's a Colts fan, a longtime Colts fan, who thinks this is going to work. Or anybody who thinks this is going to work. Is it, is it all negative on him, or is there someone out there that can help us understand this? Well, we want to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, okay, so we have Colts on the table. You make sense of it for us, because we can't. Also coming up, the Packers lost their fifth straight game. Will we see Aaron Rodgers check out on the season? We've got that. And we've got an unfortunate injury update for you. Unfortunate for one member of the show. Maybe a little very, more. Very fortunate for the other member, if that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it's actually... I, I, was, I thought next week was Case Keenum time for sure. I'm actually disappointed. Sorry. Maggie and Perloff, got a lot to do today. We want you to be a part of it. Again, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We're back in a minute on CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app. This season, for the first time, you can hear every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, the International Series, Holiday Triple Headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, all sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That was, that's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Okay, uh... I believe we have, and I, I think this is accurate, the Manning cast guest for tonight. Okay. And it's interesting for one reason. <laughs> is Jeff Saturday on there? <laughs> Jeff Saturday's not. It's, uh, he could just do his press conference on the Manning cast. So it's the Ravens Saints. Guest one is Luke Bryan, who is the celebrity picker on game day. Is yeah. fancies himself a football expert. I know he's probably buddies with Peyton Manning. Guest two, the superstar du jour. Probably the biggest superstar in the NFL world right now, shirtless Kirk Cousins. Oh, that is yeah. going to be hysterical. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. But guest three is really interesting. Sean Payton is coming on as guest three, and there are now two coaching vacancies. Mm-hmm. Well, sort of vacancies: two Indianapolis coaches, right. and Carolina. Yeah. Do, does he get into what he wants to do next year if he broadcasts? Because you know Payton and Eli, they don't care. They're totally going to ask him. Uh, and and yeah, you know but, Peyton's going to make a pitch for Indy. I wonder if that's an accident that he got him on there tonight. <laughs> no, I mean, no, Peyton's not going to make a pitch for, no, not with Jeff Saturday there as the interim. Oh, yeah, good now point. he can't do that. That's okay. his buddy. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> so you take him out of the job. He barely got it. We just went to the Colts website. You click on the Jeff Saturday profile and says this page doesn't exist. But the actual <laughs> claim to fame for Jeff Saturday is he was arguing with Peyton on that viral clip where he was oh, arguing with Peyton on the sideline. We've got the sound. Yeah, so, so maybe they're not good buddies. Yeah, let's hear this. <laughs> hey, hey, I, hey, we're calling the f- plays, all right? We got to run the ball. Oh, six down Let there. Let me pass, watch, watch. We'll ball. run the ball. Can we run it down Let's just play center. We'll run it down Yeah, right Jeff, okay, so we will. will. All right, we're calling pass plays. Block. It's called plays. Go sit down. It's called plays. I will sit down. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, can we all agree that's the only reason Jeff Saturday is the head coach of the Colts? <laughs> because that showed incredible leadership. Bill O'Brien stood up to Tom Brady, got like six jobs out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I think this is what Ursa is thinking about. You need that. If you can stand up to Peyton Manning, you could definitely stand up to <laughs> Sam Ellinger. <laughs> I just love the sarcastic, like, uh, g- what did you say? Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> and Jeff's such a good name to, yeah. 
Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Got it. Man, I got to – what center stands up to a guy like Peyton Manning, though? I think that's pretty impressive. Indianapolis Colts internet, interim head coach Jeff Saturday. There you that go. Too. This guy. Let's go to the phones, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Steve, our buddy, is an Indy. Steve, how you doing? You all right? You on the verge of a meltdown? I'm fine, and I have to say before I say what I'm saying, I just love you two. You guys – I think you're the best thing going on radio, and I mean that sincerely. And I listen to a few different shows here and there. You're just a, just a pleasure to listen to. Uh, as far as the Colts, uh, you know, sometimes an organization get, gets to these depths and they need hope wherever they can find hope. And I think Ursay maybe thought he was going to lose some of the fan base. Uh, Saturday is beloved in this town. And, and you ask, you know, what else were they going to do? Wasn't there somebody better? Uh, if, if he doesn't stick around, if this is just a genuine interim hire, I mean, if you think about it, how many stellar head coaches are out there right now that are unemployed? I mean, if you're going to pull this in the middle of the season, I think it's almost written on the wall that you are going to wait for the resignations and firings and people leaving other organizations that occur at the end of every year and try and recruit somebody, you know, a be enemy or somebody like that. So, so uh, if, if, if you want to find out who's available in four months, why not, uh, why not a beloved former star with a Super Bowl ring and five Pro Bowls? And also, you know, the, the, the sore spot in our, our play right now, amongst many sore spots, and everybody seems to think it's the offensive line, I guess maybe if you're going to throw anybody into the fire at this right. point that might have some insight into what the hell's going on with that offensive line, doesn't Jeff Saturday make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry. Go Wait, ahead, Carla. But I don't see – I didn't Steve, see it thank as, you for the call. Yeah, Appreciate that. I don't see it as a move that's temporary so they can get, say, Sean Payton or these big-name coaches. It feels to me like it's a tryout for a full-time job. Why would you do this unless you – had interest in him as being the permanent solution. I, I, that was where my head gone, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he is just really an interim. Well, I mean, I, th- I think he probably is an interim, but sure, maybe they're giving him a tryout. Maybe he just has a close relationship with Ursay. I, I don't know, but I would say from Steve's point, I actually think the opposite about beloved former players. Like, I think you can only maybe damage your reputation possibly when you take over this situation, right? You're walking, you're beloved. Everyone, Jeff Saturday, I'm sure, has not bought a drink in Indianapolis in a decade, more. So why why put yourself in this position where you decide to go for it on fourth down, you don't get it, and everyone starts booing? You know, fans, we're all in the moment. Like, even if we don't mean it, and even if you don't hold the grudge against Jeff Saturday forever, in the moment, you might end up having, you know, like a bad feeling about someone who you loved watching for all those years, right? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I mean, the interim part of it will probably give him a lot of leeway. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't think people are going to kill him. I if think he's going to get run out of town. Yeah. But I'm just like, I almost yeah, think it's this you situation. Can only da- like, could you? Um, I, like, I can't imagine. Like you said, Peyton Manning wouldn't come back and coach them. No, Peyton Manning's probably not going to coach anyone. But I think if he, I think if he wins three or four games, it's a long shot. Then he's got the head coaching job. I think Ursay wants him to be the. Oh, the head okay. Coach. You think why this would, is preordained? I think. Well, why would he hire him as interim coach if he didn't have any interest in him? That makes no sense. They could have hired. They could just put John Fox in there if they wanted an interim. Right. Why would Gus you Bradley, take this huge right. risk unless you had interest in him long term? No, it's a fair point. It is. I, 
I think this just kind of leads to the con- confusion. Brad is in Pennsylvania. Hey, Brad, how's it going? Oh, good. How are you? Good. The overall opinion, uh, I'm a Texans fan, so I've watched the Colts for years. I just think Jim Mercer is drunk again. <laughs> well, I don't know that, about that, that. That's the overall thing. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of coaches left to choose from. I mean, Texans are stuck with Levy Smith. Jaguars were lucky enough to get Peterson. If you're Ursay, you're hitting the bottle because you're already depressed upon the season. What else do you have to choose from? Well, I mean, Brad, I, <laughs> I, I don't. I hope that's not the case for Jim Ursay. I don't see this as necessarily. And thank you for the call. I don't see it as necessarily like a, a a drunken decision. I just see it as one where you don't know where to turn. Or maybe to Perloff's point, maybe you really want to get. Give Jeff Saturday a real tryout. Well, I think so, because otherwise, if you just wanted to kill time, just put John Fox in there. Yeah, but as Steve was saying in Indy, it said he's worried about losing the fan base. Maybe people do turn out a little bit more for Jeff Saturday. Mm. The offensive line is a mess. Maybe Jeff Saturday works with the offensive lineman. But isn't he also going to be – he's now responsible for everything that goes on on the field, yeah. off the field with the organization. That was a great point because the one thing we know about the Colts coming into this year is their offensive line is loaded with stars. Yeah, that they should have been good. Garrett Nelson a ton. Quentin Nelson, yeah. Quentin Nelson, yeah. Pardon me. Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but I just don't get it unless, and I, I showed you right in the break this 2012 article from NFL.com where Ursay promised Jeff Saturday uh, front office job when he was done playing. That was 10 years ago. I think there's a long fascination with Jeff Saturday. <laughs> What's been going on since? Well, I You've guess... hired like four coaches since then. He could have been any one of them. Yeah, I, that's a great question. Why now? <laughs> Why now? <laughs> well, Saturday's a little older. I, I don't know. But also, like, it's not like you're handing him this great situation. You got no quarterback. You have an underachieving team. Jonathan Taylor's hurt. Like, it's, now, it's not exactly like, oh, the cupboard's really full here. But Taylor's back, right? I should know that. Isn't he back? I, I can't tell. He's on my fantasy team, and I think he's back. But <laughs> He's should, on your own team, and you don't know? Jeff Saturday should just run the ball every single play. That's what he wants to do. That's what they're bringing him in there. There isn't going to be a pass thrown in any of the rest of the season. Okay, well, Jonathan Taylor's been hurt. You do remember that they traded Naeem Hines to the Bills. Okay, here's what Saturday's been doing. He's been coaching in high school. Yeah. He brought Christian Academy from 17 to 20. He was taken, Maggie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when Hebron comes calling, you know, you just can't turn that down. I'm sure. What is this? His kid's school, I'm assuming? Uh, I don't know. I did see that he was only 20 and 16 in three years at Hebron Christian Academy in... in now, this is interesting. It's in Dacula, Georgia, which immediately I'm, I I'm saw. I'm assuming you're pronouncing that wrong. Uh, There's no chance you got well, anyway, that on it, the first try. No, it's spelled D-A-C-U-L-A. And immediately I said, I read it, and I said, does that say Dracula, <laughs> Georgia? <laughs> which bet, is utterly fascinating. Do you want to make a show bet? I bet it's pronounced Dacula. Okay. No, Ooh, I don't. That right. I honestly do not want to make a show battle. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Jeff in Pittsburgh. Hey, Jeff, what's up? Hey, guys. Uh, boy, I, I'm no genius, but I can figure out why the Colts aren't good. Uh, ever since Andrew McLe- uh, Unlucky there left, I mean, who have they had? They, they, when he left, they went out and grabbed the washed-up Phillip Rivers. Yep. Then we graduated to a washed-up or – potentially washed up Carson Wentz. Then we went and raided the senior uh, folks' home and grabbed Matt Ryan. 
And now we've got a kid that's never played ball, but we're wondering why we're not winning any games or had no consistency. I think it's crazy that they even feel that they should even be where they're at. Yeah, you know, Jeff, I I think that everyone, and I get your frustration, I think everybody was willing to give the Colts, I would say, a little bit of a pass because of this strategy, because of how shocking the Andrew Luck retirement was. But that was five years ago now. You know, how long do you get to solve this problem? You've had multiple drafts. You've had multiple opportunities. No, they, well, they haven't, they haven't been anywhere near the place to pick a quarterback yet, though. I mean, if you have five years, Perloff, don't you feel like a general manager, it shouldn't take them more than five years so to had, find a quarterback? I mean, yes. I no, no, I know yeah. it takes a lot but of franchises. They, they, 20 years, I get it. The problem is but. they've been good, so they haven't been at the bottom of the draft. So they've had three drafts since luck. Okay. And they've they've only had one first-round pick, 21, and it took Quiddy Pay. So, I mean, you have to be bad to get the quarterback, so now they're doing that. Because they were still competitive. They filled in Rivers. They filled in, who was there? Oh, Carson Wentz. They were still a good team. So now I think maybe it's smart. Maybe they're dedicating the tank. Maybe they're doing it right finally. I think this is the dedication to the tank. I I think it's got to be. No offense to Jeff Saturday. Maybe he coaches his butt off and he's like the next Vince Lombardi. I have no idea, but this looks like full tank. You got to end this carousel, this cycle. You know, I actually, if you look back at it, who should they have signed? I don't think there's an easy answer because none of these, but the Baker Mayfields of the world are not working out. Unless they had traded for Stafford or something. It's not easy to find a quarterback unless you have a high draft pick. So well, I, that's not necessarily true. Like, yeah, I'm trying to think of some Lamar example. Jackson. Well, 31. Yeah, but yeah, they that's not even, a high draft. They pick. didn't even have a first rounder that year. There was like, they couldn't have even taken him. I don't think. So in 2018, I'm not sure. Um, yes, I think. Well, they had luck in 18. So right, right. Uh, yeah, no, they really haven't. I mean, Jackson's a a bit of a outlier. He went 31. There's not like all pro quarterbacks sitting at 31 in most drafts. It's not that easy. I mean, we make it sound like they should have done this or that. It's not like they passed on Justin Herbert. I know, but that's, I'm looking at, you know, if I look through the starters right now in the NFL, I mean, I'm not looking at all guys who went number one overall or even went top five. Right, but none of them were available to the Colts. I well, mean, I'm just saying, yeah. like, you, there are other ways. Your Philadelphia Eagles found a quarterback in the second round. Yeah. I mean, I could talk about Dak Prescott. We can talk about other quarterbacks who are really good, who didn't go number one overall or didn't even go in the top five. Yeah, like Sam Ellinger. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, he's the answer. Yeah, but again, it's not the easiest way. The easier way is to tank, get a top five pick, and hope for the best. Well, it worked when they uh, had to suck for luck. They know this. They've done this before. They did this with even going back to Peyton. They got the number one overall pick. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, this is the formula. So Jeff Saturday, come on in and <laughs> do less. <laughs> I gotta tell you, don't do a lot. Yes. That tie is gonna kill them though. That two, three, five, and one. It's gonna be hard. They're, we're gonna be sitting there is that against the Texans, right? Week yeah, against the Texans, week Oof. one. They should have just lost that game, Maggie. If they'd just known. <laughs> yes, Samter. I do have confirmation. It is Dakula. I just called the city hall. Yeah, sure. Over in Georgia, <laughs> I did. You did, they and I confirmed up? it is Dakula. Yeah. There you go. Called the city hall. It's election day tomorrow. I'm sure they have nothing going on, especially in the state of Georgia. Very important. Yeah, nothing's happening over there for sure. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Have time to answer calls from Sports Talk Radio producers, just asking them silly questions. Sure. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. I'm glad we. I'm glad we got an answer. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has no answers. We will talk about that next because one of us thinks that Rodgers is on the verge of just checking out. Is Maggie and Perloff? 
on CBS Sports Radio. Time for a CBS Sports Update. Here's Marco Belletti. It's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link, cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros, or tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag askthepros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Uh, a tough weekend for uh, for your friends here. I lost a World Series. Even worse, Maggie lost to the Jets. <laughs> I mean, honestly, what is worse? Yeah, honestly, I don't know because... If you didn't live in New York, it wouldn't be as bad. But I lost to the Astros in this far distant land of Houston. <laughs> and no one really likes the Astros outside of Houston. So yeah. that one was fine. I was I think people supported me. You have to lose in New York. Oh, tough. This is this is brutal. Just walking around the streets has just been terrible today. <laughs> Jets yeah. fans are so happy. Because there's only two speeds here in New York. It's just like you are completely out of your mind, euphoria, yeah. or you are just hiding in a bunker, just cannot get, you know, the, the sun will never rise again. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, you're either a hero or a clown. There's no in-between in New York. You don't get to straddle. You're, you, actually, that's not true. You can be a hero, a clown, or a fan favorite. But a fan favorite can quickly turn into a clown, and it like, doesn't even matter. They will boo Derek Jeter. The fact that Jets fans are walking around so happy today, yeah. and here's what makes it worse. They have a right to. Well, like that's the part no. that kills me today. The Bills played like crap. I could go to the uh, now you're going to hear it from me. I could go to the injuries. I'm not going to go there. The the Jets defense is straight up good. Yeah, but listen. They're freaking you're good, doing, man. You're you're too New Yorkified. Trust me. This is <laughs> way overreaction to this win. Josh Allen handed them the game. That's at home, also not at great. Home, no, I'm saying at home, and yeah. the Jets fans are acting like this is Joe Namath's team reincarnated. <laughs> I tell you, look at the margin of victory overall in this season. I think the Jets are a young, up-and-coming team, but I people are acting like they've arrived, including your boy Samter over here. No, I'm I sorry. That Did was, you have the Jets I, emojis I was, ready to go when the clock hit triple zero? I mean, it was like the game ended, Samter's texting immediately. And wait, I want to hear from Samter. Do you think the better team won on Sunday? No. <laughs> okay, good. All right. <laughs> no, so at Jets, least there's a dose of realism here. No, okay. but the Jets deserve to win that game because... Yeah, but it was a crappy interconference week nine game. It was missing out. Or there was injuries. These Josh don't mean Allen, anything. Josh Allen threw two horrible interceptions. He's usually yeah. good for one bad one a game. But two, when you don't throw a touchdown and the offense can't move because, again, the Jets' defense is good. And the Bills have some injuries on their defense. They couldn't stop the run. And now it looks like Josh Allen has an elbow injury. Yes. Not sure if it's going to keep him out. I know you love this because it means Case Keenum might get a step, get to step into the spotlight. Fourth I, quarter, <laughs> me and all my Case friends were tweeting because Allen was holding his arm. I looked know. like Case time. Um, yeah, no, that, that was tough, but... I did notice, I looked at Josh Allen's stats, he's accumulating a lot of interceptions. What's up with that? So, what is up with that? It's the hero ball, and I, listen, he is a hero, so I get it. But why are they going for these home run plays that take no time off the clock, and you continue to test Sauce Gardner? Has anyone in Buffalo gotten the memo? He's good. He's really good as a corner. Maybe try something else besides 60-yard bomb after 60-yard bomb. Like, I don't get how they couldn't slice and dice and try to get in the middle crossing routes, whatever. The Jets couldn't give them anything, and the Bills stunk yesterday. It kills me. Mike, like, you want to brag a little bit? Well, yeah. Well, Go I do ahead. want to brag, but the one thing I will say to what Maggie's saying, it's not only are they just doing these like long, deep route passes like over and over and over again, Stephon Diggs just saves Josh Allen all the time. Listen, like, we're all like, oh, look how accurate Josh Allen has gotten. 
Stephon Diggs is making plays that like three other receivers in the entire NFL could make, and he's doing it every okay, single so time out. This is how you know someone versus someone who watches the Bills twice a year or and the playoffs, and someone who watches them every single game, every single snap. Stephon Diggs has been doing this since the moment he got traded there. This is the reason why. I love Josh Allen. I think he's great, but they got Stephon Diggs because he wasn't accurate. He's an incredible bad ball catcher. And Josh Allen basically gets him killed like 50 times a game and no one says anything. <laughs> when people make these top five wide receiver lists and Stephon Diggs is consistently not on them, it infuriates me as a fan. He does not get enough of the spotlight and love because Josh Allen is either throwing the ball a thousand miles per hour, up high, down low. He goes and gets them all. And on top of that, like the game plan was just, oh, it's just just brutal. And he's not going to make it a full 17 games, like maybe because he's young and his body, but like eventually he just, he takes stupid hit after stupid hit after stupid hit, like good quarterbacks, like Lamar Jackson, say what you will, he knows how to get down and how to avoid a hit. Russell Wilson, they know how to avoid hits. Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen looks for contact, and I know he's a big dude, but eventually when a 320-pound linebacker or whatever it is is coming after you, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get taken out. Tinder, like, are you new around here? Yes, <laughs> I know. This is this is why every time he slides, it's like a little, an angel gets their wings in Buffalo. Like this, there's, of course, yes, this is and now so, an elbow injury. This is a nightmare. So here's the question then, right? We're talking about all these things. He's not as accurate as we thought. He's not. He doesn't know how to get down when he's running the ball. If we're talking about the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, we had Josh Allen right oh, at that top. Is, I am he's, cut still, he's still a top five. So he's still cut there. So all the inaccuracy, all the inability to perform in the clutch and make the plays when it's needed, all the not knowing how to get down when he's running the ball, that does not take away from him being a top five quarterback. No, no, stop. First of all, do not listen to Maggie when she's talking about the Bills. because She puts a 40% <laughs> more negative spin on everything possible. Okay, if the Eagles lost to the Jets, would you be singing could, zippity-doo-dah in here no, today? No, I could care less if the Eagles lost a week eight game in New York. Okay, it'd be the same. If the Eagles lost to the Commanders, this is no, what... No, that's interesting. Okay. But it's still, <laughs> the, other one, the Bills are going to beat the Jets by 21 points when they play on December 11th. They this The Bills lost that game to the Patriots last year. And I remember, I actually wasn't with you, but I could sense that you were completely upset said by one of the most meaningless regular season losses this meant nothing i know but they this are they are zero and two in the division now they lost the game to miami now they just lost the game to the jets you still have two with new england which is always just like you know how bill lives rent free in my head but the other part about josh allen and this is what needs to be addressed he is a great quarterback he's a great quarterback bills are lucky to have him and that's period end of story so let me first say that Wait, wait, wait. Period, end of story means that's the end of the story. I got one more part of the story. (laughs) (laughs) Semicolon. No, that's the the end for the the praise. Yeah. He's great. No, no, no. That's great. You should stop there, Maggie. You have your quarterback. Stop. Period. Yes, I know. I just want to mention one thing. I would not count amongst his incredible qualities that he has. He has so many great qualities as a quarterback. Great qualities. Poise is not one of his qualities. It's, it's uh, not. That feels like a tough criticism. Watch every game. I mean, we stop with the watch every game stuff. We we've seen <laughs> Josh Allen. They're on prime time about nine times a year. Okay, so you've seen, but you've seen, you've caught some blowouts though. Okay, they, I'm just saying to say that Josh Allen doesn't have poise feels like a strong criticism for an MVP candidate. Well, I mean, is I mean, you he might an be MVP right, candidate? Because I feel like right, I, I, he is. No, I know, but is he? Would he be leading the vote now after yesterday? I mean, I know I'm I'm a fan, but like, you don't think Jalen Hurts is nipping at his heels? You don't think any? There's uh, quarterbacks like 
he's awesome. He's so good. He's the whole, he's so much the whole team though, that when he makes bad decisions at the end of games, it's just crushing. As compared to what? Patrick Mahomes has done that in his career a lot. A lot of great quarterbacks have made bad decisions at the end of the game. I get it. Listen, I don't, want other a, team. I don't want any other quarterback. I'm glad that he is the Bills quarterback. I am. But this is part of it, right? Like, he's just not perfect. And yesterday, it was a rough game for him. So, let me ask you a question. Two, three, four losses during the season. Does that scare you? Is it really all about the playoffs now? Is anything? Have you seen anything that makes you really worried that, oh, we're not going to be fully constituted, ready to go come January? Well, yeah, you're always worried about injuries. And right now they're totally banged up. They've got no safeties. Matt Milano wasn't playing yesterday. Totally impacts, you know, their ability to stop the run. But I don't worry so much about how many losses. I worried about the home field advantage. This is what the Bills have been missing in the playoffs. You've got to secure the home field advantage if they're going to try to go where they need to go. So... Anyway, that's my little rant. That's my little spiel. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> Jeff is in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Jeff, what's up? You got about 30 seconds, bud. All right, guys. I just, Maggie, just wanted to let you know I'm from New York. I listen to you got listen to you all the time on my way home on the LIE. Uh, I just want to say J-E-T-S, Jets. <laughs> Thank and you. Old, as Joe Beningo used to say, and what do you think of the uh, AFC East? And that's all I have. Well, Jeff, thank you and appreciate the Jets chant right in my face. Um, I think I would like to give Perloff a chance to retract the AFC East is no good. I've given the you AFC two. East is, now I'm going to say wildly overrated. You didn't think that was a good win for Miami yesterday? No, they beat the Bears. They let <laughs> the Bears score 30 points. That's definitely not a good win. In fact, that. You if don't anything, think the Miami offense is a great offense? It's a very good offense, but you weren't worried about the Dolphins. They they let the Bears score a ton of points. I know, but the I, last two wins for the Dolphins actually, yeah, I, I think their power rankings. I, if you do power rankings, they have to go down, right? I think yesterday was so about Justin Fields, like you know, I don't say coming out party because it's been a couple weeks now for Fields, but the Dolphins are can pose a problem. Their offense is amazing, and now look at the Jets. The defense is amazing. They have easy schedules, so they'll. Get, but they're all, I think they'll all get destroyed in the playoffs. Yes. Coming up, the undeniable star from the weekend. We'll explain who it is next. Don't move more. Maggie and Perloff right after this.